We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 308. Our guest today is the owner and trainer at Glenwood Farm, which is a top-level full-service training barn. She's based in Wellington, Florida right now, and she really specializes in a thoughtful and individualized approach to training hunters, jumpers, and equitation horses and riders. She didn't have a crazy, illustrious junior career, and so stepping into the professional career, she really set her program apart by fostering confidence through positivity and consistency. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Anna Helene. Hey, Anna. Hey, Bethany. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, let's jump right into it. Tell me how you first got started in the horse world. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've loved horses and animals ever since I can remember. Um, my mom grew up in New Mexico and had some Western horses in her backyard. So I'd always hear stories about that. And I actually, she wouldn't let me ride for a really long time. I begged her to let me ride and I have three younger brothers. So I think she was just like, I can't deal with all that, but eventually, (laughs) (laughs) eventually I wore her down and then the rest was history. I've been riding since I was seven or eight and just was hooked from the get go. Wow. So cool. How did you know that you wanted to then, you know, obviously that was a passion and then transition that into creating a career within the equestrian industry? Yeah, I think, you know, I was, I was a barn rat from an early age um, and then started helping with riding and teaching beginner lessons once I got my driver's license. And when I was a teenager and I just, I realized I was good at it and I loved it. And as soon as I realized that I could make a career out of that, I was, I was hooked and a lot of our, my, my parents come from a more traditional background. So a lot of our kind of dinner table conversations were centered around, like, there's a lot of really good things in the equestrian industry, but also like, I think, and it's getting better, but there were for sure some holes, you know, when I was a kid, as far as just even like standard operating procedures and organization, record keeping, um, like a positive customer service experience and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I saw a little bit of that and we talked about a lot of that when I was a kid and I was like, I think, you know, I could combine my passion with also creating something that's really positive for, for a clientele. Right. So. Definitely. Yeah. I think that being able to pinpoint those holes in the industry and finding ways to fill them, especially when it seemed like those filling those holes came pretty naturally, or it was kind of like a no brainer to have those areas in your program. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. What would you say are some, what were some of the biggest challenges kind of breaking into your professional career? You know, I think um, even though my, you know, my mom grew up with horses, it was a relatively non-horsey family, you know? And so I think just the, the thought of me having this be my career was, it was a little scary to my parents because they just didn't understand quite how it would work. And I didn't come from a a family that had a background in the equine industry. So I think kind of just figuring out a way to move forward and and make a career that worked for me and um, that I could make a living out of was was a challenge for sure. I also didn't have like an illustrious junior career. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like I was playing catch up for a while, just, um, you know, trying to get some good results and trying to get experience. I mean, I had a lot of really other positive things as a 
as a kid, like I said, I got to teach a lot of lessons and, you know, learned how to drive the truck and trailer and right. do all the medical stuff. And, you know, a lot of the horsemanship stuff, I, I was really fortunate to learn. But I think that was probably a, a big thing for me was just, you know, I didn't have a huge name behind me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a big part. And just there's always that, you know, learning curve of it's almost like that misconception that as soon as you become a professional, you suddenly have to know everything in the industry, which (laughs) is impossible. Um, It's definitely a sport that you are forever learning new things. And so I think the more you can embrace that and be honest with yourself and your clients and your team, I think that that definitely goes a long way. In your early 20s, so yeah, you were becoming a professional, growing your business. Um, but you were also at that time diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. Can you share a little bit about what that diagnosis journey was like and um, what was that like and how do you feel like that impacted your writing career and your business? Yeah. So I was, I was in my early twenties about ready to graduate from college was like, Oh, I'm so excited. Like I'll be done with school. I can finally like just focus on doing what I love and whatnot. Um, And I started to feel really sick. And at first I was just really like, I was weak. I was tired. I felt like Mm. I had a bug um, and it took a really long time for me to get diagnosed. And then once I was, I was in and out of the hospital quite a bit and put on a bunch of different medications and everything. And just one was burning the candle at both ends, like trying to prove like, Oh, I can still do everything even with a chronic illness diagnosis. And I don't need sleep and I don't need to, you know, think about what I eat and whatnot. Um, and I think for for me, um, it really wasn't until like I, I one accepted that like I had to change my lifestyle, and two I for a while wasn't even sure if I was gonna be able to work in this industry. But once I kind of released like the expectation of having to do everything the way that I had always envisioned it or the way that I wanted to, it was then when I started to kind of figure out a path forward and whatnot. And I I feel like from that, there's also that extra importance now to really live a a healthy and sustainable lifestyle, which can be extremely difficult in the industry that we're in, um, where you are, you know, have little to no time off, you're constantly showing and you're in, you know, a very physical job, a very demanding job, both like physically and mentally and emotionally. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about what, what are some things that you do to try to find that balance and to take care of yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I learned quickly that it wasn't like, it wasn't an option. I, um, like I ran the gamut of all sorts of different medications when I first got diagnosed and nothing honestly worked for me. And what did work for me was just prioritizing lifestyle factors that honestly we all should be doing, but when you, you know, have a a autoimmune disease, it's more important. So, um, for me, like I had to learn how to meal prep and I had to change my diet. You know, I went gluten-free and eliminated processed foods and whatnot, which eliminates a lot of your horse show food options. So I had to be really intentional about diet and about, you know, prioritizing sleep and um, stress management and and boundaries, which as a young professional, I think, especially when I like started my first business, I'm like, well, if I say no, or if I don't answer this Mm -hmm. text message, or, you know, if I don't, you know, ride this horse or blah, 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 then like, am I going to get business down the road? And the answer is yes. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, again, we have to prioritize ourselves as professionals and make sure that we're healthy enough to be able to give 
what we can to our horses and our clients. Definitely. Yeah. That's good advice for everyone in the industry and something that I struggle with often or try to justify um, by, you know, like, oh, well, like these, this Sunday and Monday are lighter. So I'll just work both days. And and then, then I'll all of a sudden look back at my calendar and realize like, I didn't take a day off this last month. And it's just like, whoa. Um, But I get it. I totally get it. And I think it, I think a lot of people in the industry, you constantly feel like there's stuff that you need to catch up on and, you know, you're bending backwards around client schedules. So it ends up that, you know, sometimes you don't get days off or, um, you know, really being able to say no and how, and, but that also involves, you know, very clear communication, planning ahead, doing all of those things that, are sometimes difficult in the industry that we work in. So I think that that's such great advice for anyone who is in the horse world. For sure. And I think like it's easy to get caught up in it because I mean, I'm sure you're like me, it's like we're doing a lot of stuff that we love, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. easy to just keep, keep going and keep going and keep going. But it's also important to prioritize some, you know, some downtime and some work-life balance and and whatnot. Definitely. Growing up, one of my dream horse venues was the Kentucky Horse Park, and now I've had the pleasure of taking our clients and our show team to the infamous Alltech Arena, and it's just totally a full circle moment. Well, speaking of Alltech, I have had the pleasure of getting to know the Alltech nutrition team and all of the amazing equine supplements that they offer. I didn't know that they offered supplements for a range of animals, but their equine supplements really have special ingredients that really help digestive health, muscle function, joint health, you name it, stronger hooves, and just overall body condition. They are really premium supplements and they have just the ideal blend of ingredients to improve horses' health and performance. So if you have not tried out Alltech Performance Nutrition, you should definitely check it out. If you head over to their website at alltech.com, they will really help you get started based on what your horse's needs are, um, where you kind of normally shop for feed products, and if there's any specialty ingredients that you are looking to incorporate into your horse's regime. So again, that is alltech.com, A-L-L-T-E-C-H, and they have tons of information about how to incorporate more specialty ingredients into your horse's supplements. So yeah, you're the, you're now the owner and have been the owner and trainer at Glenwood farm and, uh, have been having a really successful left season, spending some time in the jumper ring. Well, how do you think that your approach to training has, you know, kind of maybe set your team up for success for the remainder of the season? Yeah. I mean, I think from the horse standpoint, we, we really focus on, like the the happiness and overall health and well-being of our horses. So, mm-hmm. you know, horses can't perform at the top of their capabilities unless they're feeling good physically, mentally, et cetera. Um, so we prioritize downtime, we prioritize breaks, you know, varying their training and whatnot, which keeps the horses fresh. Um, but then as far as the riders, I think, you know, it's it's easy to get, especially down here at WEF, where it's like you could show every single week. I know. Um, yeah, it's easy to, I think, lose sight of kind of just the you know, enjoyment in the journey of the sport. So that's something that we really try to to focus on, not to be overly attached to the outcome in the show ring. Um, like either you're, you're winning, I'll tell my students you're winning or you're learning, you know, mm-hmm. and um, 
where you can emphasize growth and enjoyment and, and honestly, gratitude. I think that puts things in perspective. And honestly, usually you're more successful if you're focused on that as opposed to just so solely focused on the ribbons and the ring too. So that's helpful for us. Definitely. I feel like I wish that I know we have this in the hunters where there are, you know, the WCHR points and standings and and overall um, that format is based off of like your top five or, you know, top four WCHR shows that you compete in for the year um, versus like so many other divisions and, you know, like circuit championships that are just based on overall points. And as much as I know that we, you know, as trainers and heads of our programs, you can obviously make those executive decisions to really be mindful of taking time off, but it's definitely a huge pull towards show, 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 you know, like week after week after week. And even, even the idea of, of doing, you know, multiple weeks on and a week or two off, it still is, I feel like important for horses to also just get like a really good chunk of time to just like get turned out, let down, relax, like be horses, like graze out in a field for a while. And, um, which is also hard to do, you know, logistically, unless you have, you know, like a farm off site, which, you know, not everyone has at WEF. And, um, so it can be really challenging to try to, you know, stay on top of that and prioritize that, especially when a lot of people are, you know, going after, you know, overall year end points and trying to, you know, make the most of their competitive season. For sure. Yeah, it is for sure a balancing act. Yeah. A piece of your training approach that I really love is focusing on your clients to enjoy their horses while achieving their goals. It sounds simple, but um, I think that that is such a great you know, concept to keep at the forefront of your training program. Can you give um, us an example of kind of what that looks like for you? Yeah. I mean, I think, I I think back to the reason why I got into the sport, the reason why all of my clients started riding was because they loved horses. Um, You know, that's where it all starts. So I always try and bring it back to that. You know, first and foremost, we're doing this because we love the animal. We also love the sport, but I think, you know, one of the things that we do, and actually one of my junior riders was super cute. She's like, my new year's resolution is every time I jump around at home or at the horse show, I'm going to the first thing I say when I'm done has to be something positive. Mm. Um, so that's been a big focus of ours is like, okay, like we can talk about what we want to fix and we can talk about, you know, what we need to work on, but let's start with something positive for sure, which is, which is hugely helpful. But I think we also just focus on, on having fun at the barn in addition to competing, you know, we're down here, we're showing, but we take the horses for trail rides. We have, you know, barn outings. We try and create a farm, you know, barn community and a good barn culture, Um, And all of that comes, you know, it all works together to create enjoyment within the sport and not just, you know, not just be focused on achieving our goals, which are important. But again, if you don't have, if you don't have the enjoyment and the gratitude aspect of it, I think it's easy to get bogged down in just the results. Absolutely. Totally. Well, WEF will be wrapping up soon. We are, you know, over the hump of, of the halfway point. So what are your plans for the rest of 2023? Yeah. It's hard to believe that we're like, (laughs) no, (laughs) it's like we blinked and it was, you know, it was just like week seven. So it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Well, we're working on, we have a super fun summer show schedule. Um, We're kind of ironing out the final details of that right now, which I'm excited about. And then 
I have a cool couple of sale horses in the barn, um, a couple of younger horses and then an, an older one that I just got in that are, you know, exciting. So I'm looking forward to playing around with those horses this summer as well. But yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. What would you say is something in the industry that you are passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian industry either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? Yeah, I I think for me, it goes back to uh, creating balance and sustainability for equine professionals. Um, And I think, you know, for so long, especially like I said, I didn't have a huge standout junior career, you know. I have a chronic illness. I think I thought I wasn't going to be able to be successful unless I was burning the candle at both ends and sacrificing my personal health and whatnot. But the more that we as professionals can take care of ourselves and can create a healthy lifestyle for ourselves, one, that positive example trickles down to our clients, but two, we have more to give to the horses in our program, more to give to our clients. Um, And that's something that I'd love to see more of in the industry. Definitely. Yeah, I think that that's a really great point. Definitely easier said than done, but it seems like you have been definitely what maybe at first kind of forced to make that a priority. And and now it has become, you know, such a, a healthy part of your program. And I think programs that are able to do that are definitely set apart. And so while maybe there was the the stressors of you know, not having the illustrious junior career, um, stepping into an industry where it's, um, it sometimes seems like that needs to be a prerequisite to become a professional. Um, I think that it's really cool to see programs like yours that have been able to be, you know, built on, on things like, like this, this balance and really going back to the root of, you know, the passion of the horse and, and the sport. And it's, so it's been really cool to watch your program and your journey. And um, so it's, it's really cool how you've been able to balance it where, you know, maybe something was initially, you know, with your autoimmune disease, you know, kind of a crummy situation turned into something that's become such a strong part of your program. So it's really cool to see how that's all unfolded. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful and proud of, you know, been able to create something out of, like you said, maybe wasn't exactly my, what I would have seen for myself in my early twenties or before then, but, but it's for sure turned out to be something super positive. Definitely. Well, Anna, thank you so much again for coming on and um, best of luck to you and your group for the rest of WEF and the rest of your 2023. Thanks, Bethany. I appreciate you having me on. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.